Welcome to Hearts of Fire, the podcast for the team at Biobridge Global. We're working every day to save and enhance lives through the healing power of human cells and tissue. All right, welcome to the uh, Hearts of Fire podcast. And no, Adrian Mendoza does not have a cold. I am Emmanuel Casasola, <laughs> guest host for today. And I have two very amazing team members from Global oh, Quality. Nice. Uh, Kevin Rodriguez and mm-hmm. Annie Prescott, welcome to a Hearts of Fire. Hey, cool. hey. Yeah, Thank thanks for having us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the first three-person, I think, podcast that we've done. So this is, we're in a little bit of an experiment phase, but, you know, Aspire Values, we're pioneering right now. So I hope that, you know, this is a, a good experience for y'all. But I, I want to start off with just asking, what is it that you do at uh, in Global Quality? So Sure. Yeah, thanks for uh, letting us be the guinea pigs. So I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, um, I am the manager of quality systems integration. Uh, my team and I, we uh, manage master control. Uh, it's something that everybody uh, gets exposure to. Uh, we use it for uh, looking up documents, to uh, perform training tasks. Uh, we've expanded that to electronic batch records. So people are using it for uh, processing and manufacturing. Um, and you know, going into next year, we're gonna expand it even further. So. I, I, all cool stuff. <laughs> and um, my name is Annie Prescott. I'm the senior manager of quality systems administration, which is the other side of the house um, from the electronic version of what Kevin manages. I do all of the records and quality systems such as uh, digital record storage, uh, safety and OSHA processes and things of that nature. And of course, process improvement. I dabble around the organization with that. So uh, it's, a, it's a really exciting position. I have a great team on both sides of the house and they uh, help me do cool things every day to help mm-hmm. the organization. Yeah, and, and y'all's team uh, sees a lot of a, a lot of stuff, right? And, oh, and yeah. global quality, our hands are kind of uh, in all of our support units and uh, operational units and stuff like that. But, you know, tell me, you know, a project that you're just really excited about sure. uh, that you want to share with uh, the people listening and in, to the podcast. All of them. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have. About yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> um, so one of the things that uh, when I first came on board that we implemented was the master control help form. And so it was an opportunity for individuals to use the form in order to let us know if they had issues for like troubleshooting or for maybe modifying, modifying the database. And so uh, throughout our uh, usage of this over the last year, we really started identifying opportunities for uh, improvement or for education. Um, and the big project that we actually announced at the last quality forum was the Master Control University. Uh, this is a library of different videos and other training media that individuals could use to, to kind of build on that foundation of master control, uh, get form- more familiar with it. And uh, as uh, the, the enterprise gets more familiar and their uh, skill set grows, it's going to allow us to offer even more opportunities uh, with mass control and making their lives easier overall. So um, when you say, uh, you know, more opportunities is for, for using it, so it's basically foundational knowledge building sure. and, and stuff of that nature. Definitely. And uh, it, it is foundational work uh, as of right now. Uh, but as the foundation is built, we're going to be uh, adding new videos, more content to to progress that that foundation uh, and, and skill set even further than, than like the basic user. Uh, so right now, I would say the majority of the, the content that's in there is for the basic user. Uh, we do have plans for intermediate users and advanced users even later on for things like uh, opening packets, creating training courses, uh, even in the future, maybe becoming builders of, uh, of master batch records. So um, all bright things, really. That's really cool. How about you, Annie? 
Man, um, I have two major projects that I'm working on now, but one I just wanted to share that I think will impact quite a few folks in BioBridge is the digitization of record storage. Uh, currently, as you know, we have lots of paper in the organization. A lot of our processes are very manual and we are a regulated industry, so we are required to retain those documents for a very, very long time, some permanently, some 40 years, some two years. It all varies based on a document. Yeah, when and, I first saw the 40-year requirement, <laughs> uh, yeah, that made my head right. hurt a little bit. Right? Like, well, we're not, not going to be around then. Yeah, yeah so, um, you know, historically, organizations have utilized off-site storage places like Iron Mountain to store these um banker boxes full of documents, ends up being pallets and pallets and hundreds and hundreds of square sure. feet of record storage, which cost BioBridge lots and lots of money. So over the years, um, we developed a process back in 2016 utilizing a software called DocuWare. Mm -hmm. And DocuWare has been used for a, uh, for a couple of records um, to store electronically as opposed to placing them into bankers boxes and moving them offsite to the warehouse. So the good news is we whittled away the need for Iron Mountain here in San Antonio, which has saved us quite a bit of money on storage fees, but there's still so many more opportunities um, here to move those records into DocuWare. So the project that I'm working on is to allow the end user in any department the ability to scan their documents using a cover sheet that will indicate what type of document it is and the date range for that document they will scan it, it will end up in an import tray, and my team will then save it electronically for them. They will then be able to destroy that record within 30 days, and they don't have to do the boxing and the sending of the records mm -hmm. to the warehouse at the end of the year, which we like to call records roundup. It's, uh, <laughs> it is a very strenuous time for us. Y'all put on chaps and cowboy hats. It is boxes that we can make a fort out of all the boxes that we get. Um, we usually average about 160 boxes per year mm -hmm. that wow. global quality, uh, well, the QSA, QSI team has to manage and then have it make over, make it over to the warehouse for storage. So even if we are able to just reduce two or three different documents, we're talking a huge impact to the amount of boxes that are over there. And so I'm really happy to share that we have figured out a way to do it with two different documents. So South Texas is going to be guinea pigs mm -hmm. since we're talking about guinea yeah. pigs today. Um, <laughs> South Texas QC, so Leslie's team, um, has been so gracious in being the first end users who will prepare their documents that are normally stored in file cabinets and boxes and, and uh various places upstairs and they will be scanning those documents every month so they will only have to keep two months worth of documents on site at one time everything else will be um, retained in DocuWare and ready for audits uh, so they are they're gonna start that here very soon it's really That's so exciting. awesome and yeah. it's not just the the storage of them right it's yeah. also retrieving records right yeah, and so you, you've got a, <laughs> well, well i mean I, no. I guess i've been in an audit room before <laughs> right and you're like uh, can i see this record from four years ago and i'm like oh man okay i gotta go look for that somewhere but yeah, that should make it easy so yes. that's pretty awesome yeah it's really it's something um i'm and i i couldn't finish that sentence without giving a shout out to gotham he has been um very patient with my harebrained ideas. I come up with the, uh, I think DocuWare can do this. Can you tell me if it's just absolutely crazy or is this possible? And he has been with me every step of the way, very uh, quality minded, wants to, you know, use our resources wisely as well. Um, and this has been something that's 
been important to him for years since and he yeah. was part of the first implementation. Yeah, I, I remember working with Gotham when we uh, implemented the scanning in uh, the Qualtics quality area. Yeah. And he definitely exemplifies our Aspire values. And, and so that's Agreed. awesome. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about you as individuals. You know, tell me about your projects, but where did, where did you know where are you originally from how did y'all come to bbg and, and all that so i'll start with you kevin sure yeah um so i'm originally from san antonio uh born and raised i did spend about a year and a half in dallas uh growing up um i came to bbg when i was uh almost 10 years ago uh, i started with the company as a uh, mobile phlebotomist uh, also a driver uh, i did that for about a year maybe two years uh, from there, I went to uh, in-bank phlebotomy, so I did that for about maybe a year to two years. Uh, but one of the things that I experienced, uh, especially early on with the uh, new employee orientation, is that they, we would do tours. And uh, I, at that moment, I was exposed to, uh, to tissue manufacturing. And so I always knew that that's where I kind of wanted to be. I, I loved the idea of uh, being a part of that team, and I just thought it was a really cool experience. And so I always had that in mind of, of uh, that's where I was headed. Um, from uh, from in-bank uh, phlebotomy, uh, moving into tissue manufacturing, I did a little bit of recovery. Uh, majority of, uh, vast majority of it was manufacturing. I did that for a couple of years. Uh, and then, well, I guess I've been around here a lot, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then from there, I did tissue QC. Uh, I did have about a year stint away from, from BioBridge. Uh, I was an ice cream taste tester as QC, so that's where my big body came from. Um, <laughs> that's the best way to spend time. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's literally. I mean, why would you leave that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's literally uh, what it sounds like. I mean, you would walk the floors, and uh, you'd have hourly taste checks. You check for color and for the smell, for the texture and the taste and all that good stuff. Um, so uh, while I was away, though, I did really miss having that uh, that mission oriented, um, saving and enhancing lives uh, goal. You know, it's one of the things that, that at the end of the day, you know, no matter how hard things can get, sometimes looking back and feeling like I made a real difference. And so that was actually, and you know, you had mentioned why did I come back, and I think yeah. that that was really what hit home. Um, so I ended up coming back. I, I was uh, working in QC, global QC. Uh, from there, I did QSM. Um, and then the opportunity became available to work in QSI and, and you know, working with master control with the implementation of uh, uh, the EBR with tissue was really the thing that got me interested in that position. And, and here I am. So, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. How about you, Annie? Yeah, I don't know how I can follow up. Quite <laughs> a stellar yeah. career there. Oh, thank you. No, you have really cool um, experience here. I myself, uh, I am an Air Force brat. Um, I don't have as interesting of a, uh, a location status as some of my counterparts. Um, we stayed in the United States, so everybody else got to go abroad and they get to say cool no places. No Germany or Korea No, no Germany, no Hawaii, <laughs> but my parents did all of their traveling before I came along, so I am a Midwest Air, <laughs> Air Force brat. <laughs> um, I most recently claim Louisville, Kentucky area, Indiana. Um, I have an affectionate nickname for that, but we will leave that alone for today. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I moved to Texas, uh, in 2012, so it's been just 10 years now, wow. yeah, and, um, started off with Griffles, uh, which is how I ended up hearing about Qualtechs, because they did testing for, uh, my plasma center at the time, and I tried to get in <laughs> shortly after arriving at Texas, but it was a no-go, and I was like, I'm, I'm gonna keep trying every couple of years, I'll, I'll, I'll apply. And finally, um, an assistant director of QA for Qualtechs popped open, and I applied, and our very own 
Adrian Mendoza and Irma Villarreal did my interview. Nice. Uh, I immediately felt super you, welcome. You interviewed with the institution that is the Irma? <laughs> yes. I mean, you couldn't get any higher of uh, accolades than Irma. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah. yes, yeah, so I was, uh, they were incredibly kind. I knew immediately that I wanted to work for them. And uh, so started in Qualtechs. I've moved to South Texas QA as well. Did a stint in donor services mobiles for two years. And I've been in global quality now for my other two years of the six year tenure here. And it's been great. Um, all of these positions are very rewarding in their own way. I've liked the people I've worked with. I like helping the people that I work with. Um, and I've all I've been able to do all of that in each position. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what motivates y'all in, in your day to day? Sure. Yeah. Um... So I would say what got me into the door was that um, drive to to be a part of something bigger than myself, um, to be a part of, of the mission. Uh, and one of the things that drives me even you know on top of that is now I've really found a passion for looking for opportunities to optimize processes and making you know our peers' lives easier. And one of the big tools that I have for that is the utilization of master control and le learning different ways to automate a lot of the processes that we currently have. Um, so I guess, you know, the long answer is, you know, that, and I guess the short answer is just helping people not only to, you know, outside of here to save enhanced lives, but also to enhance the lives of everybody, you know, in BBG. Yeah. No, that, I think that that's very, uh, you know, important. You know, we are saving and enhancing lives and our employees, you know, need to feel that. Uh, they can do that in an easy manner. And mm -hmm. if we have the tools and resources to do that, one of which is master control, and mm -hmm. you have direct you know, uh, control over that, I can see how that, that just drives and pushes that and, and you have oh, a, yeah. a need for that you know, type of innovation within the system. Yeah. Yeah, those moments where um, you know we get to see the new process uh, kick, you know, kick off, go live, and then we get that that good feedback from um, those uh, different departments of like you know we love it or it's making our lives so much easier or we can't imagine ever going back. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie and be a little selfish that I do really get you know fired up about that. Yeah, you have a funny story about uh, when the cadaveric tissue uh, area went live. Oh, yeah, and it was New Year's, New Year's Eve, Eve, right? Yep. Yeah. So, so, so tell the audience about that. So, a little yeah. Bit. Um, so to ensure that the, the new numbering system worked uh, as expected, we had to launch uh, at midnight New Year's Eve. Uh, we actually did launch a little bit earlier uh, because we had a, a donation that would uh, became available. But yeah, uh, we had to be uh, on site, uh, have constant access to the database to monitor it for the entire recovery. And, uh, you know, we, we hunkered down in the DR workroom. Uh, we kept in constant contact to uh, make sure that they knew that we were available in the event of troubleshooting. And, I, and, and honestly, I got a little spooked because we never got a call. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, either something, you know, catastrophic happened and we can't get a hold of them, you know, or it worked the way we had imagined. It worked perfectly. And then sure enough, uh, we got a phone call at the very end. I got, you know, here it is. No, it worked great. It worked. Everything worked perfect the way it was supposed to. Um, and, you know, off we went to the races. So it's you know, been a great, great opportunity to be a part of uh, that implementation. And uh, I look forward to future implementations with other departments similar to that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. How about you, Annie? What motivates you day to day? Oh, man, Kevin stole my answer. <laughs> I'm actually just going to expand on it. I absolutely am driven by making people's lives easier here at work and more importantly, making them feel heard, welcome, seen. I love collaborating with people. I love making sure that others who may not be in 
powers of influence are able to share their ideas on how to do something better or how to be better at BioBridge. And, you know, then I help them collaborate and figure out how we can get the word out to start moving that project forward. But um, just like Kevin said, it is it is my bread and butter like it that or my that's that is just what I come to work to do. Um, and it puts a smile on my face when people say, hey, this thing that you guys did that your team put together that your team spent hours on really did make my job easier. Yeah, and just a, a little secret for the audience. One of my favorite sayings for a while was, let's deploy Annie on that. <laughs> uh, it, it was something yeah. that I would say probably at least once a week. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, both of y'all really do a great job about identifying what the problem is, what can we potentially do to, to improve that process, and then just collaborating. I mean, it, I feel it, it, that's so important when you partner with uh, the different departments and say, look, you know, let's let's just figure this out. And, you know, nobody's going to get their egos hurt. Right. Mm -hmm. We're just going to try to do what's best because ultimately we're here to serve a mission. And both of y'all uh, you know, are very good examples of that. And so I just want to thank y'all, you know, having being the head of global quality is much easier with our team that we have in place. I want to thank both of y'all for participating today, for being the three-way guinea hey, pig, that, uh, the first. Cool. And I just want to say it to everybody out there in the podcast land, thank you very much for listening to us. Executive producers of Hearts of Fire are Heather Hughes and Jay Pajinski. Your director is David King, with technical assistance from Matt Flores. Our logo was designed by Roberto Esquivel, our host is Adrian Mendoza. If you have an idea for Hearts of Fire, please feel free to email us, heartsoffire at biobridgeglobal.org.